Hello. This is the In Terms of Faith podcast. I am Hugo Rodriguez, and uh, thank you for listening to this. As always, I look forward for your feedback, uh, either through email or just regular conversation. And uh, you can reach me in the ways you might know, but also through my email uh, in terms of faith at outlook.com. That's in terms of faith at outlook.com. And I'll try to answer you as quickly as possible. Um, so today we'll continue our uh, or my studies on Bible verses that have been uh, misused or misinterpreted by well-meaning, well-intended uh, Christians. And before we look a little more in depth in the, the Bible verse for this podcast, uh, it's obvious that we all go through problems, through uh, trials, uh, miscommunications, and uh, just general problem with our friends and families and just life in general. But usually Christians find strength on a, um, a phrase that uh, people, people say, which is, God won't give you more than you can handle. It's almost like, hang in there, brother. God won't give you more than you can handle. So no matter how hard life is, you can do it because God wouldn't give more than you can bear. Now my question is, and then we go to our verse, did God promise He would never give us more than we can handle? Is it true? And also, where is that found? So this is a paraphrase. This uh, God won't give you more than you can handle is a paraphrase of a Bible verse, which is 1 Corinthians 10.13, our Bible verse for this podcast, 1 Corinthians 10.13. And uh, again, usually, usually the paraphrase of this verse goes, God promised He would never give us more than we can handle. Now, so we're going to examine that verse and see how much that um, is true. But before we do that, uh, I want to go to 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 8 and 9. So... The Bible verse for today comes from 1 Corinthians. I want to check 2 Corinthians first. So same author, Paul, writing to the same group of Christians, the Corinthians. But this is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 9. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to, to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. This is what Paul says. And this is a, one letter right after uh, 1 Corinthians 10.13. So in this verse, Paul was burdened beyond his strength. Uh, so how can Paul say 
that God will not give you more than you can handle in one letter, and then in another letter, say that God gave him more than he could handle. Uh, so he says, Paul says, we were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure. Now, of course, the answer to that is when you go back to 1 Corinthians and look at the context. In 1 Corinthians 10, especially verse 13, Paul is not talking about the general circumstances and hardships of life. He's talking specifically about temptation. So this is what the entire verse says. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, He also provides a way out so that you can endure it. So that's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And that's the short answer uh, for using, um, for the misuse of that Bible verse. Paul is talking here about temptation. God will not uh, let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. And even then, he'll provide a way out uh, so we can endure it. So this is the short answer. Now, uh, I want to go uh, discuss a little more th this whole passage, uh, looking at a bigger picture, uh, and considering 1 Corinthians chapters 8 through 10 to see what exactly was Paul talking uh, in this um, larger section of 1 Corinthians. Most of what I'm talking here uh, comes from ideas I got from Eric Bargerhoff. Uh, in his book, um, I forgot the title now, but I think it's the most misused Bible verses. So, looking at the big picture, uh, 1 Corinthians 8 through 10, as always, uh, don't believe in what I say just because I say, go ahead and read for yourself. Uh, so, I assume uh, that even before or after uh, this podcast, you can, you will read. 1 Corinthians 8 through 10, just to get a big picture. So, in short, in chapter 8, Paul starts a new section. Uh, he's just finished talking about Christian marriage, and that's chapter 7 of, of 1 Corinthians. And then, chapter 8, Paul says, quote, Now about food sacrificed to idols. This is the first verse of chapter 8. Now, Paul knows that the Christians in that church knew that an idol is nothing at all in the world. But even though these Christians had freedom in Christ, they should be careful that the exercise of their rights does not become a stumbling block to others. So Paul says, Paul knows that these uh, Corinthians are Christians. They know that idol is nothing. Uh, there's no other God besides God. And an idol is just something that people make. Uh, so when it comes to eating food sacrificed to idols, they are free to do it. But, Paul says, be careful that even when you exercise your freedom, you do not become a stumbling block to other Christians. So it, it would not be a good idea to exercise that freedom in front of other Christians who are not strong enough to resist temptation. That, Paul says, 
would be extremely unloving and unselfish. And therefore, Paul wanted them to be willing to limit their freedom for the sake of the weaker brethren. Now then, after uh, chapter 8, Paul gives a list of things he had done as examples of renouncing his own rights and freedoms for the sake of the gospel. And he gives that list in chapter 9. And that list includes uh, his, Paul's, renouncing a salary from the church he worked. And he writes in verse 15, But I have not used any of these rights. Verse 19, he says, Though I am free and I belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. And then verse 23, I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. So Paul uh, gives example, examples of how he renounced the freedom he has as a Christian uh, so that others might be saved, also that he won't tempt others to sin. But, different from Paul, the Corinthians were not like him. They did not become all things to all people, as Paul say so that by all possible means, uh, some might uh, be saved. So even though these Christians apparently knew quite a lot, and according to even Paul, this knowledge had puffed them up. And Paul warned that, you can read that in, uh, uh, go back to chapter 8, verse 1, knowledge is good, love is better, and be careful, because knowledge can puff up, puff you up. And that's what happened with the Christians uh, in that church. These Christians were willing to push their freedom to extremes and flirt with disaster because they thought they were mature enough to resist the temptation. They thought they were mature enough to just go ahead and eat meat offered to an idol in one of the many pagan temples. Now, the Corinthians had thought it through. They knew, they had the knowledge that idols were nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. So, they thought they could do whatever they wanted. They could give themselves the absolute freedom to participate in anything so long as they didn't succumb to temptation. And that is exactly what Paul was warning them. They were playing with fire. First, they were serving as stumbling blocks to other Christians. In verse 8, or chapter 8, verse 13, Paul says, Therefore, if I eat, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall in, into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. Paul, Paul even though he had freedom, was worried about other Christians and even non Christians. But also, second, they were themselves involved in dangerous activities, thinking they had enough knowledge to avoid sin. Remember, they were puffed up by their knowledge. They were seeking things that were neither beneficial nor constructive to them, and that could even lead them to sin. Paul then reminds the Corinthians, and now we got to chapter 10, uh, about Israel's own falls, about how Israel constantly fell into temptation. Paul says that even though Israel was, was personally guided by God, 
Uh, if you remember from Exodus 13, they walked in the desert under the cloud. In Exodus 14, they passed through the sea. So even though they were personally guided by God, nevertheless, Paul writes, this is verse 5, God was not pleased with most of them. Now, why was God not pleased with most of them? Paul says that they set their hearts on evil things. Chapter 10, verse 6. And some of these things Paul lists in the following verses, 7 through 10. And some of, some of these things are becoming idolaters, committing sexual immorality, testing the Lord, grumbling or complaining. And then, chapter 10, verse 11, Paul concludes, These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us. Paul is warning the Corinthians about having overconfidence in their own ability to resist sin. And then verse 12, the verse, the verse right before our um, verse for this podcast, chapter 10, verse 12, he writes, Paul does, So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And then our verse comes in. So uh, Bargerhoff says that what Paul is saying here is that, quote, We all face temptation without exception. No one should ever say, well, my temptation is different, and no one else has ever been tempted quite like this. Temptation is a universal experience. And Bargerhoff uh, continues, And as a side note, please know that it is not wrong to be tempted, but it is wrong to give in to it. That's what Bargerhoff says. So our entire verse, 1 Corinthians 10.13 reads, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So this is what the verse says about God not giving you more than you can handle. Paul was talking about temptation. God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle beyond what you can bear. Again, Bargerhoff writes, quote, God knows a person's limits with regards to temptation, and He will not allow any temptation to supersede a person's ability to resist it. He will provide the spiritual resources necessary for us to sufficiently endure it. Taking cues from Jesus' own temptations in the wilderness, our best weapon against temptation is none other than the Word of God itself. This is what uh, Bargerhoff says. So remember, when Jesus was tempted, and you can find that Matthew 4 and Luke 4, what did He do? He quoted Scripture. This is why it is impo so important to memorize the Scripture. The ability to endure has everything to do with how well our souls have been shaped and fortified by the Word of God. So this is good news. God will help us by bringing Scripture to mind at just the right moment whenever temptation arrives. Now, as long as we have those Scriptures memorized, but also when it comes to difficulties, 
uh, uh, difficult situations or problems we have in our lives, God will give us more than we can handle. Again, God will give us more than we can handle. Going back to where we started, uh, the second letter from Paul to the Corinthians that we have in our Bible, where Paul describes his own sufferings. Uh, so I'll read again 2 Corinthians 1, 8, 9. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experience in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. And again, far beyond our ability to endure. That's what Paul says. So that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But, this is important, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. So the Lord was teaching Paul not to rely upon the strength or his own strength, but rather to rely upon the strength that comes from God. So, from this verse today, we know that God will give us more than we can handle when it comes to problems, when it comes to difficulties in our lives. We also learned, we also know that God will not let us be tempted beyond our abilities. And even when you are tempted, He will provide a way out. Especially uh, uh, the, the, the strength to endure it by bringing to mind uh, Scripture, just like happened with Jesus. So we should be prepared to receive more than we can handle so that we learn to rely on God and not ourselves. All right, so this is what I have for 1 Corinthians 10, 13 on uh, God will not give us more than we can handle. When it comes to problems, yes, God will give us more than we can handle so that we can learn to rely on Him, to depend on Him. But God will not give us, will not let us be tempted beyond what we can handle. Anyway, thank you for spending this uh, few minutes with me, listening to this. Um, I think our next podcast will also be um, a misused Bible verse. I think it will be, I can do all things. So what does that mean? What is the context? And you can go ahead and uh, read that verse. Uh, if you Google, you'll find it. Um, but uh, I might go back a little bit to uh, hearing God's voice. Just to clarify a few points. I think I rushed too quickly through those uh, few podcasts. It's a long uh, topic that I covered in only four podcasts. So I might go back to these, uh, to this uh, topic. But in the meantime, I'm eager to hear from you. Uh, again, you can find me at in terms of faith at outlook.com or any other way you know. And uh, I'll see you later. Thank you.